God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God. May God fill you with truth and joy. Let us pray. Righteous God, in humility and repentance, we bring our failures in caring, helping, and loving. We bring the pain we have caused others. We bring the injustice in society of which we are a part to the transforming power of your grace. Grant us the courage to accept the, heal the healing you offer and to turn again toward the sunrise of your reign, that we may walk with you in the promise of peace you have willed for all the children of the earth and have made known to us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins. Merciful God, we have sinned in what we have thought and said, in the wrong we have done, in the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance, we have sinned in weakness, we have sinned through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry. We repent and turn to you. Forgive us for our Savior Christ's sake, in your lives, the glory of your name. Amen. Through the cross of Christ, God have mercy on you, pardon you, and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Amen. Let us pray the way that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Gracious grant this humble church peace and unity, if it is your will. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. But it's all for each other. A sign of peace. Peace be with you. Good to see you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. It's okay. I don't worry about it. I'm going to be all right. I'm immune. And you may be seated. A reading from the prophet Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountain, a great and powerful army comes. There like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in the ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishment. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, Call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and hit, and the bride her canopy between the vestibule yes. and the altar. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery. A byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples? Where is their God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Psalms 51, 1 through 7. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blindness when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner, when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward, being therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, all right. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. With me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach your then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood shed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. A reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, At an acceptable time I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation I have helped you. See now is the acceptable time. See now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way, through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute, we are treated as impostors, and yet are true as unknown, and yet are well known as dying, and see, we are alive as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor, excuse me, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Just for you know, we open, this is now Lent, the first day of Lent. 
and we do not say the Alleluia during Lent. So what we have now in place of the Alleluia is the Gospel Acclamation. So the person will be the leader, he will sing the first part, okay? You will then respond by singing the same thing back to him. It's the green part there in the reader program. Then he's going to say another little verse there, and then you're, and we're all together again at the end say the, the same thing we said, the, 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 uh, little, uh, the beginning of the thing we said there, okay? So it's very simple. Just follow along. Y'all's is the green part. And you'll, you'll catch it. You'll see what it was doing here. Okay. before others in order to be seen by them for then you have no reward from your father in heaven so whenever you give alms do not uh, do not uh, sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others truly I tell you they have received the reward but when you when you give alms do not let your do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they can uh, be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal, dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up your, yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise the, the Lord, Lord, the word of the light. Okay, be seated, please. Too numb. 
say good evening to you. Good evening. Happy uh, Ash Wednesday. And to you. Everybody have a good Mardi Gras? Anybody? No good stories? I didn't, I didn't even know it was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. <laughs> what is Mardi Gras? Anybody know? Fat Tuesday? Fat Tuesday. What does that mean? What is it? Um, do you, do you why is it there? Do you want on Tuesday? Why yeah. is it there? So why do we have Fat Tuesday? So you get fat before you have to fast. That's exactly why. Yeah. That's exactly why. This is Ash Wednesday. Yeah. This is the beginning of Lent. Fat Tuesday is that last hoorah yeah. before you have to fast yeah. and, and give yeah. and and be uh, less, self, less selfish and more selfless. Mm -hmm. We are starting a new series for Lent. So for this, this series, you'll see, on the, you'll probably see it on the thing here, it says, uh, Lent for all nations. And you'll catch on here as we read this first sermon. A pastor tells the story of the congregation he was called to serve in 2014. It was a small, rural congregation. With a heritage of 100 years, the people of the small town had been worshiping there for a long time. But over the years, the population of the town began to change. People moved in who spoke a different language. They ate different food and celebrated different festivals. The church didn't know what to do other than to keep on doing things the way they had, they had always done them. Membership and attendance began to dwindle as more and more immigrants moved in. By 2014, the town was 94% Hispanic. Can you imagine how disorienting such a scenario might have been for the members of this, this little church, this little congregation. The pastor says that the people began to cry out, what has happened to our town? What has happened to our church? There's a lot of talk these days about nations and people groups and people groups where they should, people group where they should live. In the Middle East, civil wars, ethnic wars, and terrorism have devastated countries and displaced people. Some innocent victims of war and others not so innocent have all left their homelands and settled in other areas. Europe has had great debates about the migrating movements of these people groups. Some of these people have, have even sought refuge in America. Similar civil wars have displaced people in Africa and have brought people, people groups to America for the refuge that Lady Liberty might offer. America has plenty of has had plenty of debates about immigration. People from Central and South America looking for a work and a better way of life have come to our country. And others involved in drug smuggling and human trafficking have come across our borders. Heated debate has ensued about how America should deal with these issues. There are legitimate and significant points of disagreements among Democrats and Republicans, and these disagreements will not likely be solved quickly or easily. As Christians, we should be involved in those discussions in civil and peaceful ways as good, upstanding citizens. But it's important that we consider these issues not just as American citizens, but also as followers of Jesus and people of his church. Our sermon series this Lent is entitled Lent for All Nations. Now over the next several weeks of Lent, we want to Set aside the tough issues of statecraft and how countries deal with immigration and instead explore what the Bible has to say about issues of ethnicity and nationality. How does our citizenship in heaven under our Lord Jesus impact how we interact with all nations? How should we as Christians interact 
with the immigrant people who now live next to or who work with us or who are our kids' classmates? How do we interact with people who grew up in very different settings with very different cultures? Our Ash Wednesday reading from Joel mentions the nations, and it gets God's people thinking about how the nations, nations view us and how they view our God. As God's people, do we have a responsibility toward the nations? And what does our personal relationship with God have to do with people from other countries and from other ethnic backgrounds that are different from our own? Let's take a deeper look to understand what the prophet Joel might have to say to us along these lines. Now in Joel chapter 1, we hear about an invasion of the land of Israel. It's, it's an invasion so historic and monumental that Joel says people will be talking about it for generations to come. The, the vines and fig trees are not only stripped bare, but utterly destroyed, never to bear fruit again. The fields of wheat and the storehouses of wine and oil are completely decimated. This, just, this doesn't just mean that there won't be any wine tastings for a while or that they'll have to go to a different grocery store to buy bread. God's people are going to starve because of this invasion of the land. What's worse, even the temple priests are not able to make their sacrifices in the temple. And how will God, how will the people of God appease his anger and gain forgiveness? Who caused this invasion? Joel chapter 1 verse 6 says, For a nation has come upset against my land, powerful and beyond number. Its teeth are lion's teeth, and it has fangs of a lioness. It was another nation, a foreign nation, a wicked nation that did this. And yet, Joel does not write his book of prophecy to call God's people to arms to wage revenge on the invading nation. It's clear if you go home and read through this little book of Joel, and I recommend that you do that, that in the end, all people who sin, and especially those people who harm and kill and destroy God's people, will be judged on the final day. But this does not lead Joel to rally the troops against the nations. Rather, Joel reminds the people of God that it's God who will do the avenging. It's God himself who gets, his angels, who gets to call his angels to beat plowshares into swords, to punish wrongdoers. When the day of the Lord comes, all nations will be called before God's throne, and they will have to answer for their sins and wickedness toward God, his people, and his creation. But Joel specifically avoids calling his hearers to revenge against the invading nations. He leaves judgment to God alone. Instead, in the face of destroyed fields and orchards and vineyards, Joel calls God's people to do something very different. He calls them to, to return to the Lord with nothing in their hands to bring as an offering to God. Joel calls, calls God's people simply to turn to him. Remember, Israelites in this day were used to sacrificing a cow or a sheep or some pigeons or at least the, the first fruits of their wheat or grape crop in order to ask God for forgiveness. But they don't have any of these things. The nations had annihilated their animals and all crops for the season. They have nothing to offer God. And yet, God calls them back to him. While the Israelites are focused on the smoldering black fields that were once waves of golden wheat, Joel stands in the midst of the destruction and calls their attention to something else, someone else. He calls them back to the God 
who created it all in the first place, to the God who still provided for their everyday needs in the midst of their hunger, weeping, mourning, and broken hearts, the Israelites are simply called to turn to God. Joel calls them to the promise of God that resounds throughout the Old Testament. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Amen. In this Lent, we too are called back to the Lord our God, who in 2023 is still gracious, merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. There are indeed struggles as we think about Dallas, our city, and the challenges we face. Immigration reform has been and remains a heavily debated topic in Dallas and in Texas. How immigration affects the employment opportunities or how it challenges the health care providers. It would be easy to let these challenges overwhelm us and tempt us to lose our confidence in our God and his work in our lives. But this day our God is calling us back to himself. With Jesus' holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, he made us his own so that we might live in his kingdom. And this same Jesus is risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. He is making all things new. And so he again, he calls us again today to return to him. Turn your attention away from all the troubles and worries that threaten to rip hope out of your chest and return to the Lord your God who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's what happened in the little town with the church that I told you about a few minutes ago. As they looked around at their town and realized how much things had changed, they didn't give up hope in their God, in ours. Instead, they, they put their faith in Christ, who makes all things new. They turned to him and his love and began praying for help. And they found it in a larger congregation not far away, a, a fellow congregation, which began helping them to become messengers of hope to their community. As the people turned their re repentant hearts toward our God, he turned their hearts toward their neighbors in love. A missionary named Trini helped the congregation develop into a training center for missionaries to the community. The people who once were looking around and saying, what happened to my church? are now reaching out to the community with the love of Jesus. Maybe the meals at the church potluck are flavored with different spices. Perhaps a, a different language is heard in the narthex. But the same God who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love is the God of the congregation to this very day. And this seems to be exactly the kind of thing Joel seems to have in mind in our reading. He prays out loud, prays out loud to God this prayer. Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Joel wants God's people to return to God, but not only for their own salvation. He also wants this salvation for the nations, too. He wants the nations to notice God's goodness and mercy to his people. Later in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, Joel even prophesies and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Joel wants us, wants all the nations to be saved 
and to turn to the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob so that God will pour out his spirit on all flesh, all nations of the earth. There's a theme that we'll hear more about next week. Because ever since God began sharing with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob that he was going to save the Israelite people, God also began to speak about the, the salvation of the nations that would come through the Israelite and Jewish people. And this theme of the salvation of the nations through God's people of Israel gets repeated throughout the prophets. Remember Joel's fellow prophet Jonah, who was sent to the foreign nation of Nineveh to call them to repentance. Joel wants the same thing for the people that destroyed the crops and towns of the Israelites. Listen again to his pleading for the nations. Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? As we turn back to God, our turn back to our God, this Lent, we turn back to a God who is, who in Jesus Christ is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He is abounding in steadfast love, not only for us, but for all peoples of all nations. May the Spirit of God, which has been poured out on all flesh, even on us, continue to turn many more back to Him. Amen. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the early Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's passion and resurrection, and it became the custom of the church that the, uh, before the Easter celebration, there should be a 40-day season of spiritual preparation. During this season, converts into the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when persons who had committed serious sins and had separated themselves from the community of faith were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to participation in the life of the church. In this way, the whole congregation was reminded of the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the need we all have to renew our faith. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church, to observe a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word, to make a right beginning of repentance. And as a mark of our mortal nature, let us now bow for our Creator and Redeemer. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and penitence, so that we may remember that only by your gracious gift are we given everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. 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 Okay, at this time, any of you would like to, you can receive the ashes on your forehead. It's very simple. You're going to come up one at a time. I will place them on your forehead. I'll touch you on the shoulder, and I'll say a little something to you. Okay? <clears throat> if anybody doesn't know if you want to know where these ashes came from there's an interesting thing that happens here on Palm Sunday which is coming up in just about 40 days we have palms, a bunch of palms that we use to celebrate Palm Sunday every year after that celebration those palms are taken and burned 
and that becomes the ashes for Ash Wednesday. you are dust, and to dust you shall return. <clears throat> Tom, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Well, come here. Yeah. Get your feet on right there. Get a little bit down there. Okay. Exactly what I told you. Remember you are destined to dust, you shall return. Okay. Remember you are destined to dust, you shall return. Okay? Very good. <laughs> You are dust, and to dust you shall return. Right. Uh. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So. Remember that you are dust. Into dust. You shall return. Maybe she needs some too. You will. Remember the cure, Gus. Oh, we're gonna see the bright red glow. Oh, sweet girl. She's so cute and ready. Go do that. Gracious and merciful God, you see the secret. See the secret places of our hearts where we mourn our sins as we turn again to your grace receive our prayers for the church that she may be an ambassador for Christ by announcing the good news of reconciliation we pray to the Lord, 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 Lord for the leaders of the world let them understand that man does not live by bread alone and seek by their laws a deeper meaning to life by reconciling all men to each other we pray to the Lord, 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 Lord for all present here today that we may have the will to change our lives in the lives of others by our charity, good example, and prayer. We pray to the Lord, 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 Lord prayer. prayer for all who are estranged. <coughs> they, may, they may seek to be reconciled to all those for whom they are in dispute. We pray to the Lord, 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 Lord prayer. for ourselves, that this Lenten season will prepare us for our Passover, from death to newness of life. We pray to the Lord, 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 Lord prayer. prayer for all who are ill, especially for Scott Sisney that God will heal them in body, mind, and spirit, restore them so they can be a blessing to others and share fully in the life of the community. Praise the Lord, Lord, Lord our prayer. prayer. For all who have died, their souls be at peace in his eternal embrace, and that those left behind will receive the blessing of our Father's presence to comfort them. We pray to the Lord, 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 Lord our prayer. prayer. We read you all of our personal intercessions in the silence of our thoughts.
we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord hear our prayer. Look with mercy on our contrite hearts. Wash from us the stain of iniquity and create a new and right spirit in us that we may declare your praise and offer an acceptable sacrifice in these Lenten days through Christ Jesus, who bore our sins on the cross. Amen. Amen. We give thanks for all we have received, O God, gifts of money and time, excuse me, gifts of love and time, money and abilities. Into these bowls, into this place, we turn a portion of these gifts. Bless those who receive them, just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them. Amen. Today's second offering is to help cover the costs to enter the for, for, to uh, enter and participate in the 2023 Allen Ross Texas Freedom Parade. Please give as you can.
up our treasures and hearts to you, O God. May they be used to pass on the promise of hope, of peace, of life, of community to, community to all in need of your gifts and presence in your lives. Amen. Amen. All rise, please. The God of ashes is with us in these moments. And our God is with you as well. In the midst of our uncertain lives, may we offer God our hearts hungering for hope. For God, God has promised to fill them to overflowing. In our minds and in our hearts, may we find the words to praise our God. Even though the words may not come to us, God knows our hearts and souls, and that is enough. God of amazing goodness, wiping out shadows with twinkling stars, filling rivers and oceans with living waters, pouring the waters into rivers and seas, sowing seeds of wonder into the fields. You shaped us, your children, out of the dust of the earth, handing to us all that beauty and joy which flows uh, ceaselessly from your heart. But we ground your hopes into the dirt as we race to catch up with death, clutching tight to temptation's gifts. Yet, however far we tried to go, or wherever we thought you couldn't find us, you were there waiting for us to remind us of your great love for us, longing to keep your promises of faithfulness. With our sisters and brothers everywhere and in every time, we sing songs of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of our might, heaven and earth are full of glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Okay, be seated, please. Ever-loving God, your presence is constant in every moment and everywhere. You are by our side. Do not leave us alone. All glory and praise is due to you, holy God. Your never-failing love is sealed upon our empty hearts. God of holiness and Jesus is the one who reminds us that we are never apart from you. The struggles and worries that we have, they were his constant companion. Our everyday fears that we experience and those which loom much larger in our minds, that was the reality he faced as he journeyed to Jerusalem. The hope that somehow, some way, new hope, new life, new grace might appear, that was the wonder he realized as the tight grip of death was broken by resurrection love. As we continue to walk through uncertainty, as we would be marked with the ashes, which remind us that we are human, made of flesh, and indeed we are dust, and to dust we shall return. We remember that mystery known as faith. Christ died to pull aside the curtain of death. Christ was raised to reveal the promise of new life. Christ will come to show us the face of God. Now, at the table of grace and life, we pray that you would pour out your spirit, not only on the gifts of the feast, but on your children, God of our lives. Like so many of our dreams and hopes, the bread is broken and offered to us. So we pray that it might strengthen us, that we might continue to serve and most the most uh, lonely in our midst and the neighbors who grieve a death, the people struggling with injustice. Though we have drunk many bitter tears in these moments, we are given the cup which overflows with grace so that we might be able to see you in the midst of our lives, feeling you holding, holding, well, I something there. Feeling holding our hands on this journey. Trust that you are bringing healing and hope. From the night that he was betrayed, he himself took the bread. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. 
and several was edited. And similarly, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which we pour out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. So then, when all time comes to an end, and we are gathered in your glory with our sisters and brothers around the feast of grace and peace, we will sing your grace forever and ever, God and community, holy in one. Amen. Amen. As always, we celebrate communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in this celebration. No, no one, one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for this gift that we share today, and pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen. Amen.
and fix our hearts more firmly on you that having nothing we may yet possess everything a treasure stored up for us in heaven amen, amen. you see it please right. yeah. it is time for everybody's favorite part of the service that's right the announcements it's Ash Wednesday so we're not going to go through all the Sunday announcements like we always do you all know okay. what they are we're just going to go through a couple of them here that I think are important that we need to go over again just very quickly okay pray at DallasRealC.com pray at DallasRealC.com this is an important time Lent is a time of prayer so if you have prayer requests this is how you do it you simply send us an email you can remain anonymous or give us your name we pray every single day here at Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Church. You can ask that your prayer if you said during our daily prayers or at our prayers for session on Sundays with the entire congregation. Again, it's pray at DallasUSC.com. You know, you can make a difference. We are an all-volunteer church here. Nobody takes a salary, not even myself. And the only way we make it is through tithings of our community here and through people out there in YouTube land and, and podcastville who find that the message we're trying to get out there of true Christianity, a, a true loving all loving, all forgiving God, all accepting God, uh, the message we're trying to get out there, they help us because they want that message to get out there too. And we're still asking for support. If you believe that our message rings true to you, if you can see that God is so loving, all forgiving, has given us every opportunity to thrive, please consider making a donation to Dallas Church Life Church. You go to DallasRealC.com and click on Donate. They're taken to a secure site, and you can donate there with your credit card. Also, you can tie here online if anybody wants to tie with their credit cards. It's another good place you can do that. And tax season's coming up, and we are tax deductible, so don't forget that as well. Make sure you receipt, make sure you save it, and come down your taxes, okay? All right, moving on. Yeah. There's a quick video that's going to play here. This is, again, this is the Lent for All Nations, is the, the uh, Lenten sermon series that we're doing this, this year. Um, you kind of get an idea of where it's going now as we read, read the first the, the first sermon. So here's a little, the next video I'm going to show you, today's the first day of Lent. So this is the beginning of a new season. It's a season that is going to explain to you here basically what Lent is. Lent, a season of reflection, re-evaluation, new beginnings, a time to recognize God's grace in our lives to find ways to let that realization sink in and take root, drawing closer to God as we are changed by His love. In this season, we should give, give of ourselves, our time, money, possessions. Giving helps us to see better the needs of those around us. It brings to light those things that may have too high a priority in our lives. It helps us to separate what we need from what we want stripping away the things that keep us separated from one another and God. We should fast. It helps us to be reminded of the need for God to fill us 
whether food or social media, your phone or computer. Fasting allows us to physically feel the ongoing spiritual needs of the soul. It helps us to see the truth that only God can truly satisfy. We should pray. It slows us down, focuses us on God. It enables us to be pulled away from our grip on the world and everything we think it can give us and moves us closer to seeing God in the midst of it all. God is inviting us into this holy season, wanting us to be free from all the obstacles that keep us from His fullness. May we allow ourselves to be stripped down and cleansed so that we may come to understand more powerfully the love of God and be made new in His righteousness and alive in His grace. So, Mank, uh, look, we talk about Lent all the time about giving something up for Lent, and I, I strongly suggest that you consider doing something like that. And then one year, I gave, one year I gave up chocolate, one year I gave up Coca-Cola, Aunt Patsy always gave up smoking when she smoked cigarettes, and then she gave up chocolate as she got older and didn't smoke cigarettes anymore. <laughs> so, I, I, the reason that we do that is to remind us of how, first of all, how blessed we really are, okay? And also remind us that these things on earth that we're so attracted to, that we're so holding on to so tightly, are nothing. That's not what we're here for. We're here for something much different. When we have nothing, we have everything. Okay? Fasting, um, praying, giving of your time, volunteering your time is very important during this time of year. Giving to food banks, giving uh, tidings to your church, um, volunteering at your church, praying, praying, praying. Reading the scripture, coming to church, coming, having fellowship with us. Okay? So that's all very important for what led. If you have any questions about it, please feel free to ask them. We'd to go over it with you. Now, that's your favorite, really favorite part of the service, and that's the dismissal of the community. So if you would please rise for that dismissal. We are going to do a round table, folks. It's going to be a short one. I know it was a long service today. I'm tired too. Believe me, I've been five dresses up here. I'm pretty warm. <laughs> so we are going to do a round table. We'll have a regeneration. We'll do a round table. I just want to discuss a little bit about Lent and about Ash Wednesday with y'all. If I could have my miter, please. Right behind you? There we go. Very good. Thank you, sir. Excuse me, small. I do a little costume change. Still get the. Uh... I'm going to try. Yeah. Hit what? Oh, I, I guess I'm going to hit it anyway. I always do every year. You had to end up getting the, getting the wool out and cleaning it. Wool <laughs> eye. Here we go. Now you're probably the mess with life. Here we go. Go out, marked with the ashes of repentance. Go out, marked by faith in God's mercy. Go out, marked by hope in God's forgiveness. Go out, marked by love for all God's people. Amen. Amen. Bless the Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. We go in the name of Christ. Here's the recession again. If you would please just stand and uh, in solemn silence.
what did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? Okay, folks. Another Ash Wednesday. My first Ash Wednesday. Your first Ash Wednesday ever. Mm -hmm. What do you think? It was good. Do you understand everything that went on? Yes. What the symbolism is and why we're doing what we're doing? The ashes, not so much. As far as like you know, will you or Dustin shall return to Blake? Does that fully mean like that you're dust? That you're nothing and you're going. It means your body is nothing. Okay. And so like you just your body is dust. And you return back to dust. You, with, like, you your are not your body. Soul. Yeah. You are not your body. You, yeah. you are. This is just a, a temporary vessel. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, it's so funny that we we pamper this body and we. I mean, yes, your body's a temple, right? But some of the things we do go a little bit at times, you know, self-indulgent. All this is is that dust on your forehead. Oh, yeah. So it's oh, to keep us humble. dust in the wind, right? Huh? In a way, it's kind of a way of keeping us humble and helping us realize. Absolutely. There's a there's a, a, a song that I love, and uh, part of the verse goes, death is there to keep us honest and constantly remind us that we are free. And think about that. Death is there to keep us honest and constantly remind us we are free. Dan Fogelberg, this one's out of ghosts. You ever heard of Dan Goldberg? He's a folk singer, wonderful. I, I love his music. I saw him in concert. I have some collected case. I mean, you know, like I said, there's some stuff I want to Yep. Why is it that they start today? And why is it, what's the significance? 40 days? Uh, 40 is a big number in the Bible. Um, but yeah, uh, 40 is a huge number in the Bible. It's, it's a symbol, symbolic word in you know, the Bible. There's 40, 40 days of, of Jesus being in the, in the desert. There's the 40 days of, of the, of, of the uh, Israelites. Uh, in their travels and from, from Exodus, from, from slavery. So 40 is a big, there's a lot of numerology, there's a lot of symbolism in numbers in the Bible. It's an interesting study. If you ever, you know, get a, get a, uh, uh, what's, it, what's it called? You get a, uh, inkling. an inkling, that's the word I'm looking for. I'm going to say a hair of something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you ever get an inkling, to, to learn more about that, it really can be interesting. There's a lot of study. The Bible has been studied every way, upward, upwards, downwards, backwards, forwards. Everybody possibly can study it. And those numbers, they're very prominent. I mean, it's obvious to the naked eye how prominent they are. And it's something that I think, if you want to check into that, it's, it's all out there. Because I just wonder, I wonder, like, where did it come from? And was it, like, did Jesus do anything with the little thing? Or was it just, no. was it just came about later? No. Or was it when they, they wrote the Bible? When did it come well, understand. Look, this is a time for us to stop for a second and say, "Okay, look, all year we've been giving for others, we've been doing for others, we've been doing, doing, doing all this stuff out in the world and everywhere else." Okay, mm -hmm. all this stuff's going on. Stop. Turn your eyes back toward yourself. Look inside yourself. Are you on the path that you belong on? Are you going the right way? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? If not, how do we fix that? And that's 40 days is a great time to do that. You do that through fasting. You do that through giving up something for Lent. You do that through your prayers, coming to church. All of those things can help you focus on yourself and connect with God so that you can make sure that you're going where you're supposed to be going. This is about you. But it's also about service. By doing these acts of service, by volunteering, by giving donations, by, by, by tithing, by all these things I've talked about, you're actually improving yourself. It's almost a little bit selfish if you look at it that way. But it is. Lent is a time for you. And you gain more of yourself. You make yourself a better person by giving of your time.
time, your abilities, your money to others who need it. I, I think we, we do that. I'm talking about that all year round. It's important. But especially in Lent, you're really trying to connect with your inner self here. With your, you're really trying to get that feeling that you and God are on the same, they're right there on the same page. You're going down the right path. You're there, and he, it's one he laid out for you, and there's no deviation. And it commences all on Easter, right? It all ends. We're going up to Holy Week. Right. Um, Holy Week's the big one. Now, again, Jesus didn't call it Holy Week. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that's what it really was. Right. I mean, he probably did, but he, you know. We, we the end of this all kind of comes into Palm Sunday. We're moving up to Palm Sunday when Jesus comes into uh, Jerusalem, right? And he's they have palms there. Oh, Hosanna in the highest! Hosanna in the highest! Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Yeah. And then what? Less than a week later, they're murdering him. Fasting, I mean, can make you know that could be an uncomfortable process. Was it, can it be. Was, was discomfort you know, encouraged? You know, because then through discomfort comes. It's it's not or, a, it's it's, it's unco being uncomfortable. Right, that could be a good thing. You understand what fasting is? Do you understand exactly what fasting is? It's not what you think it is. Well, with holding something that you like or so, that you. Well, yes, that's that's part of fasting. Yeah, makes you feel that one. What is fasting? Fasting. Uh, abstaining from eating or or, or doing. Right. Included with prayer and constant reverence and reflection on to Holy Spirit. Fasting is not necessarily fasting is still you still eat your three meals a day. It's not it's not about depriving yourself of basic nutrition. You eat two small meals, which do not equal together more than your one large meal of the day. Okay, so it's three meals of the day. There's no snacking. You have you could have water in between, but you're right, Priscilla. It's about not only just fasting, but you're feeling that. If you look, we all like snacks. I mean, I know you know I graze all day long. That's why I eat. I eat five, five meals a day usually. So it's very hard for me to fast, but it, yeah, I feel it. And I and you know what it does? It reminds me. A like I said, it reminds me of how lucky we are to be hit with that I can snack all the time and do that. There's a lot of people in this world that can't. And I know we all hear people say that. Why don't you listen to this? There are a lot of people in this world who can't. Who go hungry every see don't, don't get a meal all day. Okay. It just if you can just envision, I, I, guys, I know we talk about things like this a lot. We talk about the crucifixion, God Christ being crucified. Well, there's a lot more than that. We talk about his trial. Well, there's a lot more than that. We talk about all these things, and we just kind of skim over the top of it. And I think it's important for us to start, especially this time, this good time of year, to do this, delving in a little deeper, not just talking superficially here. When I say the people are going hungry, I mean it. Look, I've told you all the story before. I've been on the streets. I've been homeless, right? I've been out there. I ate I ate chicken out of a dumpster as much as I could because they threw away good chicken every day until they called the police on us to throw us out of there. You know, I was grateful for what I had, for that chicken. But I was hungry. I was grateful for the water hoses people left on the side of their houses. Even though it was 100-degree water coming out of there, it was, you know, 110 degrees outside and I needed water. And I was able to get some water that way. I'm grateful for that. And there are people in this world who can't even do that. Who go without water, without food, without food, without food. No food. Think about that. All day long, all day long, you don't eat. It's tough. We're used to that. Be grateful. Give of your time. Be selfish in the way you're, you're improving yourself, but be selfless in giving of yourself.
What else, guys? Lint's a good, it's a good season. I, I really enjoy Lint. I enjoy Lint because I love what, what it ends up as. <laughs> it's the, the, big, the big shebang there at the end. But what everybody calls Holy Week, that us in the clergy call Hell Week, because it's, it's a long week. It's a long, long week. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. So Lent is like basically not only a time for reflection mm -hmm. on how God has impacted your life, but also and also, is impacting your life. And is impacting your life. Sorry, but it is also a time for ref not reflection, but also to meditate on uh, God's word. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a big part of it. Prayer, reading the scripture, understanding. Look, guys, we've talked about this before. You can read the same verse a million times and get a different. Look a different point of view on it each time. The Bible is a is not it's cut and dry here. The Bible is a kaleidoscope of ideas and, and, and points of view and different ways of looking at things. It, that's the whole idea behind it. Is it it's beautiful because you can look at it and see all these different out of a prism, you see all these different views coming out. You think about a prism, you know, the little lights either, and all the different views are coming through the facets of that prism. That's what the Bible is. One verse. Can be interpreted so many different ways, just for different, none are wrong, right. just different points of view. And that's what makes that great. If we can understand that a little more, and the people that are always battling about crossing the T and, and dotting the I and putting the right period in the right place in the Bible, if they would just open their minds a little bit and go, look, I can see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I can see how you might interpret it that way. We can pray for them. We pray for us too, because we do it too. I mean, we get stuck in the way we think about the Bible, what it says, and what we want it to say, and that's what it is, right? That's it. Everybody else is wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, if we would take that and not use it for bad and saying everybody's wrong, but say, but affirming, like affirming people that, that, that their version is right. I can them. see that right. You're saying I can see that. I can yeah. understand your point of view. And, like, and knowing that you're, how you feel about it is what you affirm is correct to you and what it feels in me. Empathy. Using that is like, okay, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that I feel this way about this, and I'm not going to hate anybody else for feeling somebody positive, else. Positive, positive thoughts. You both have positive yeah. ideas and positive looks at the Bible. Why should there be a negative there? Yeah. Why should any negativity come from that? Jesus, right? Jesus said the love. Everybody. Well, that's the biggest thing. I mean, it all comes down to, we can talk about this over and over and over again. It's very, very simple. Very, very simple. This whole thing about life, this whole thing about heaven and hell and sinning and all these rules. Let me tell you. There's one commandment. One. What is it, guys? Love thy God above thyself and love thy neighbor. Uh, you're, you're partially right. Jesus love. Christ only gave us one commandment. Love one. Love one another the way I have loved you. If you can love one another unconditionally the way Jesus Christ has loved each of us, you're, you're not going to break the Ten Commandments. Any of those Hebrew laws that are out there, you're not going to break those either. You're going to be doing what's right all the time because love is right. It trumps everything. Right, it does. And you're not, if you're loving like that, you can't hurt somebody. You can't lie. You can't cheat. You can't steal. Love doesn't allow that. Boy, that'd be nice if we could do that. If we could just love everybody the way Jesus loved us. You have to love everybody. So it would be fair to say that the Bible is what you need when you need it? I mean, that's kind of my. Why'd you say that? Well, because I mean, it could, it could, the certain passages. You're your taglines, I love it. I'm sorry? You're your taglines. Well, I mean. Talk to me. Tell me what, why you think that. Well, it could, you know, certain things can mean different things depending on what your uh, mindset is at the, when you're reading it, you know, and so I could glean something, I could glean something when I'm in this mood that I might not 
that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Here's here's what I feel about that. The Bible, I think, is a great book. It is. And we talked about this before about it. You know, it's a, it's a book that's on. It's, you guess. Here's a get it. It's a great book. It's been put together by a bunch of different people. God's, I believe God's divine inspiration is involved in there. Okay? But I also believe there's a lot of human hands after that inspiration. And human hands cause some, mm, some dark kid in there. Some greed happens. Some, you know, mistakes happen. Just simple mistakes. A lot has happened to that Bible. A lot of interpretations have happened with that Bible, a lot of alterations, a lot of things missing from that Bible. So look, here's the deal. The Bible's a great study guide. It's a beautiful, there's some great lessons of life in there. There are. There really are. Some great lessons of life. Yeah. But like I've always said to you, and all of you here, if you really want to know the answer, yeah. just ask. Guys, if you're not praying every day like I've told you, you've got to practice this. If you don't, if you have not heard the voice of God, and I don't mean hearing your ears, I mean heard the voice of God. If you've not heard it, it it's I can only equate it to this is going to be very crude. I can only say for males, I can only equate it to uh, going through puberty. You, you know that first time. Not you remember that. So take your take that away from your life now. You can't ever have that again. That's important. It changes your life. When you, when God develops you, you let him into your entire body, every cell, every piece of you, and all of you is enveloped by his love and him, and you feel him, and he is guiding you, your life changes. Does it make you perfect? No. Does it make you not a sinner, no. Does it make any of those things? No, we're still human. It's just, we hear it, and you know what? We don't listen as much as anybody else does. But guys, you want to do this. You want to hear him. Believe me, it's really cool. It really is. Practice. I've told you guys, look, it's very simple. Ten minutes a day. Go and say your little prayers. I've been Lord God, this is infected. Pray for so-and-so prayers. I may have messed up and did this, that, and I'm sorry. And then stop. Your brain is always going like this, Tim. This is going to be very hard for you. I guarantee if you can do it, it's going to be life changing. Stop and shut up. And let's just let it all go. Let everything that's in there fall out. No more noise, nothing. Let all of that go on the ground. Envision it. That's, that's the best way I can say it. Envision those things coming out of your ears, out of your eyes, whatever you got to do, as your fingertips on the ground. And there it is, it's gone. You're, you're free. You're empty of all of that. There's nothing left in here but you. Open for whatever's coming. Guarantee you, you can be amazed. I tell you, I mean, guys, I, 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 people think I'm crazy sometimes. I, mean, I don't, I don't blame them. I, mean, I probably am crazy about some things, but this I'm not crazy about. I know this is true, and I know this feeling, and it's, it's something that I want to share with the world. I want everybody to feel this because it's amazing. It is when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We've had the Holy Spirit come in this room. We have. We felt Him. We felt it move through us. You know, we all know that. That's still a glimpse of it. They have other reasons for thinking you're crazy. Huh? They have other reasons for thinking you're crazy. Yeah, they have a lot of reasons for thinking I'm crazy. They do. <laughs> they do. 
I give him a lot of reasons. And an amazing teacher. But you know what? That helps me to relate with a lot of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But it's, it's a good one, guys. Lent, I, I really encourage you to really participate in Lent. If nothing else, look, you're heard about Easter. This is like the biggest, the holiest time of the year. It's, it's like big, big, big. This is huge. We talk about it. Look, go to a funeral. Go to a funeral, bury somebody. Go back in three days and find the, the burial plot torn up and open and the casket open and who's gone. Now, you think about how that would make you feel, right? How you'd be, that's just crazy. It's not. That's what happened. Except he went and appeared to him. He showed him his hands and his feet where he'd been crucified. He showed them. He ate with them. I'd be like, the zombies? No, what is this? Yeah, I would be scared. I'd be scared to death. It would scare me. I think it would scare anybody. So think about that. What else we got, guys? Anything? Priscilla, welcome back. It's good to have you back around. Yes. We're very lucky to have you here. It's nice to have a little female yes. touch every now and then. Pleasure to join you. We love having you here. Anytime you want to come. We can see you remember now. Good deal. Okay, guys. Um, I had a really good service. I enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed the sermon. I hope you enjoyed the series. I hope that you can open some eyes about our racial problems that we've seen in the past in the world and in our communities. And see each other for who we really are. It's just another brother or sister. Just yeah. another person whose world is not that big. We keep screwing things up with each other. It's going to be gone. Okay. Let's pray our way out here. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, pretend we're, we're, we're holding your hands. Air, air, air hand. Hold. Father in heaven, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity yet again to come and praise you as we are. It's just so right to do. And do so freely. So many people in this world cannot do as we have just done. Lord, help us this night to become, become what you need us to be in this world. Your will be done. Help us to see the path that you laid for us so clearly that we cannot possibly make a mistake and step off of it. Help us to give freely of ourselves, our time, our money, and our abilities to make this world and ourselves better. Lord, watch over us and bring us back here next Sunday for another beautiful, beautiful Sunday service. We ask all this through Christ over. Amen. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it very immensely today. Help me break down. Just get these lights off, see some electrical power, because I'm going to be better otherwise. <coughs> How are you? I'm so glad you came. Thank you. I am glad you came. Awesome. See, you're not my poster. I designed it a few years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, that came out. Now you saw the whole service again. You getting any better? Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad you were here too. I'm glad to have you here. That's a lot of organization you're doing too. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Everybody else does it. That's kind of a right of the That's what you call getting baptized. Mm -hmm.